Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing the topic of communication and accountability. So, with that, let's go ahead and start the show. So, Sean, how are you doing today? Good, Les. How are you today? I am doing fine. So, uh, weather-wise, everything okay in California? Today is very nice, a little cold. It's very crisp, but at least the sun's out, and uh, we've made it through at least another round of heavy-duty rain and flooding. We even had we even had hail last night. What? I know, and, I, and it's so funny. It hails in California, doesn't I it? I know, because I, I, uh, I tell people that I miss the exciting weather of Texas. Yeah. Uh, we don't get tornadoes. We don't get big old thunderstorms or anything like that. And then last night, I heard this tapping, and it was pea-sized hail hitting wow. the windows. Yeah, it was pretty good. Well, it's, it's, it's 85 degrees and sunny here. So maybe we're getting California weather. I know. I could use huh. it. I could use yeah, it, that's for sure. So, so uh, Sean and I pondered and pondered what should be our next topic, and we decided that we would uh, combine two uh, key components under kind of what I would classify as the leadership bucket that falls uh, within some of the areas that we're discussing, and and that is communication and accountability. So I think we both agreed that we've touched on a communication a little bit in a previous uh, in a previous podcast, but we want to kind of combine communication and accountability in this topic just because um, we feel it's something that. Uh, is important to any organization, and it's something that leaders have to practice. Yes. Communication yes. and accountability is something that has to be practiced. And I think it follows up nicely with the discussion we had last week on mission, vision, and values. Mm-hmm. To me, if, you, if one of your values to support a mission is to, is to be accountable, understand that you are going to be held accountable, I, I have a feeling that the word accountability and being held accountable kind of has a bad connotation, but I, I, I would agree with you. Yeah. See, and I, somehow I'd like to change that perception only because it's a matter of clarity. And that's so why we have a lot of, we have a lot of people listening so we can change some hearts and minds. Here. Let's I, do hope it so. right. I hope Let's so. Do it right. <laughs> to me, it's, it's easier to complete a task if you understand it. And that's why we've combined communication and accountability here because the the onus is on the person asking for a task to be completed to make sure that that's clear and then the communication is received back from that person that they understand what they have to produce and when so that's uh you know part of the passion that i have for the definition of being accountable so I think that um, the first thing that we're going to have to kind of touch on is when we talk about communication, um, what exactly are we trying to cover when we say communication? I'm assuming that what we're talking about is all communication within the, the business environment as how leadership and um, employees uh, basically get work done. Yeah, that's I mean, what that's what it of, is. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, that's what this is all about is, you know, having having clear good communication that completes 
activities that help drive and move the business forward. Right. And, and I don't know if I can simplify this. I, I try to think of analogies when, whenever they're needed. You know, you, you've seen the, the science experiment for little kids when they have a jar and they put in ping pong balls and marbles, right? <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. thing is, if you're not clear, you know, you know, the last thing that this, that the teacher pours in the jar amongst all these other, of these larger spheres is sand. Sand. And that's sand that goes all around. And the thing is, if you are not clear, if you're not clear, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sand. There's a lot of extra stuff that can fit into a person's day or the task that they're assigned to do or the cost that it might take to get them to do something. If you're not clear, then there's a lot of extraneous effort put into to achieving the goal. Or so you're wait a minute though you're saying that the sand is the uh, extra effort, all the little minute activities that happen that may be unnecessary or yeah. unproductive or going in the wrong direction practically. Yeah. Right. In, in this in this example or this right. analogy of the sand, it's not it, it's it's the things that fill the voided space. Okay. So if you are unclear in your direction or if you're unclear in what you have to produce, whichever side of the fence you're on, if you're unclear, there's there's voids. And then that void gets filled up. It, it either gets filled up with the consternation in your own mind of what should I do? How should I do it? Should the spreadsheet be green? Should the spreadsheet be blue? You know, you shouldn't have to go to that level of, of specificity with, with the task that has to be generated. That's another area of conversation as to what what realm people should work in and they should know they should know how to produce their work so that's for a different topic but the thing is if if that person doesn't know what they're supposed to be doing or the full scope of what they're expected to get done then you will have a void that can provide extra efforts and efforts right. cost yeah. so staying with the the communication theme here a second or the communication half of this this topic or this discussion. Um, you know, I used to, uh, have a supervisor that would, um, that would repeat what he thought he heard me say back so that, you know, whenever I actually said something, he would actually say, wait a minute, let me make sure I understand what you just said. And he would repeat back what he, what he said. I think that that's probably one of the, the best, communication tools that I know of for making sure that you remove ambiguity and add clarity to what you're discussing and summarizing things is another one. I couldn't agree more because then you were on the same page. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, be, having been in the military and, and in the Navy on a ship, and well, I was on a submarine, which were called boats, um, <laughs> whenever there was communication across, across uh, the telephone system or yeah. the or face-to-face, you repeated the the order or the action, whatever needed to be done, and then said I afterwards, saying yes, I understand. So so uh, that same thing happened in the military, and for the most part, you didn't have any any gaps in understanding. Well, and I think that that's just a a habit that that leaders should try to get into uh, in very particular circumstances. I'm not suggesting you should do it all the time. Right. I will say that this particular person that I'm talking about kind of overused it to some degree. Uh, and it almost came across as somewhat belittling. So you don't want to necessarily overuse the tool, 
because you almost are treating your employees like they're idiots. Well, and and I know I know where you're going with this, and I, yeah. I will say that you have to guard against the passive aggressive repeating of what the understanding is. Yes, because, yes. Because if that person if that person wants to be difficult and say, okay, the way I understand what you're saying is this, and they can go down the wrong path, and then you get frustrated, say that's not what I said, or right. Or, so, you know, you have to have a good relationship. First right. of all, to begin with. So if there are ulterior motives for somebody to be passive aggressive in this communication, then that's that's another topic that we need. That's to a whole other topic. Yeah, because there are times when people have used a tool such as that to kind of come at somebody from a different direction to convince them that, you know, hey, what I presented to you is really what I want, not what you're presenting to me. So here I'm going to say, let me understand if I hear what you're saying is, and you come back at it in a different direction and you're like going, no, that's not what I said at all. And that's not what I intended to say. So, (laughs) you know, well, and, and that's where as a leader and the group that you are overseeing is, is under the normal operating procedure of collaboration and all working in the, in the same direction. You know, the, right. the, the unfortunate examples that we can think of in our head when, when somebody wants to uh, come at you from a different direction is, does not come from an area of collaboration and, and uh, common goals. So, uh, you know, I think the other thing we should touch on as far as communication goes is how do you, how do you um, uh, drive or support or what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, encourage. That's really the word I'm looking for. How do you encourage good communication throughout your your whole organization or your whole team? Not just from let's say the top leadership down to the next person, but let's say from the managers or the supervisors down to their employees. How do you start making sure that people communicate that direction? Plus, even more, how do you make sure that people are communicating across, uh, you know, from manager to manager or associate to associate, uh, making sure that that good communication is happening? I think we should touch on some good tools, tips, or, you know, techniques to make sure that's happening. Well, what I personally, what I do, and, and I've talked about this, is manage or lead from my feet, whatever I, whatever I call it. You, you, yes. go, you go out and you personally talk to people and ask the right questions. And, and okay. what I, what I want to say is ask leading questions, but I don't want to say leading questions in a bad way. Um, you ask leading questions to, to get to the understanding of what is happening and where the hurdles are. That's, that's what you want to get. You want to pull out where in the, the communication string, is there a gap so that you can understand how to help fix that 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 gap that hurdle whatever whatever it is that might prevent the accountable action from taking place because like anything else in my mind you want communication to be um good but you also want to so to speak process improve it in that you don't want to have communication with middlemen uh you don't want to have communication that's uh inefficient so what I mean by that is you don't want somebody saying, you know, hey, I have a hard time talking to this person over here. I can't quite understand what they're trying to do. So I'm going to tell you and let you kind of figure out how to 
communicate with them. You know, in other words, that communication, you're adding another person to that communication when these two should be talking. And, you know, how do you work through that kind of stuff? And I, and, and give them the tools they need to, uh, practice that good communication. Right. And as the leader and the manager of the group, you know, understanding what has to be produced Mm -hmm. and, and, maybe reframing the roles and the the parts of the product that are produced by each person so that so that you so that communication can be facilitated a little better and you know what people are people and you know what somebody might have a hard time talking or speaking with somebody else just because you know i don't know they've got curly hair and you know you got bald hair or something i don't know Bald hair. <laughs> <I'm> bald hair. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then I was trying to also understand your comment of people are people. Well, people what are people. They, you, know, <laughs> you know, we are we are emotional beings. I think we've talked about yes. that before. So so you know, you might have difficulties just in the people to people interaction. Now you'd right. like to, you'd like to think that everybody comes to work and they get their job done regardless of any kind of uh crabbiness or or if you've got a cold or whatever yeah you know something like that i guess i should not feeling well or their throat tickles or something (laughs) sneezing or sniffling like i'm doing i figured i'd get i I would do it so you wouldn't call me out on it since i never there you go that's right you never get sick right i know it's californians so anyway um no i've been stubborn for a long time yeah so i mean i i guess what i'm trying to touch on is making sure that uh we understand that people need to practice communication and you need to have your managers and supervisors practice communication and they need to be given tools to help them communicate clearly and precisely and with intent and making sure you know not that you're trying to turn the place into a sterile area that nobody gets to talk to each other that's not my point but Mm -hmm. when you're trying to address important key items within the organization such as goals that people need to meet or a project that needs to be done or, you know, activities that need to be completed by a certain time. Clarity and responsibility is, is I think, the biggest points to making sure that, you know, somebody is, cumula- you, know, uh, you know, doing that effectively. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that, just a second, I think that um, um, because I have had people that I've spoke with that have been, very verbose speakers and by the time you're done they're done talking to you your head is spinning and (laughs) and you're not even sure where to where to start with the communication because they are all over the board and they've just delivered you a ton of information and at the end end of the day what all was it you know so that's another thing that people need to be aware of that is true you can get tired head from people over explaining something yes okay so what i what i like to do whether I'm giving the direction or whether I'm receiving information and, and direction to get something done is have the conversation, but then go back. And we've talked about email and when not to use email, when to use email. In this case, I like using email after a verbal yeah. conversation to go back and say, hey, this is what I understand and lay out everything that's supposed to be done by when, with what budget, you know, try to and you know, with has, and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. Be, and have, you know, as much formality as it is there. Now, I, I don't want to let one side off the hook. It's very, very important that that the the leader who gave the direction then reads that email to make sure 
that the conversation was transposed on an email the way that leader was thinking. The leader, right. can't, the leader can't sit back and say, okay, well, I told him what to do, and he wrote me an email, and I'm sure he's got it, okay? Yeah, or they say, oh, that's close enough, oh, because yeah, no. then the outcome will be different. The outcome will be not be what you were expecting and or what you needed. Uh, you know, if you're one degree off at the beginning of a, of a project, guess how far you off when you, you are off when you get to the end of the project? Yeah. Have you ever thought of it that way? I have. And you know, the, the example that I use, since I like my analogies, yeah. it's watching Apollo 13. You know, if you're off by one degree when you're trying to enter the atmosphere, you could just bounce off and never you make bounce it. bounce off the atmosphere and you go flopping to who knows where. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a great analogy because it, it's true, though. Um, in, you know, there's accumulation, scope creep, different ideas, and all of a sudden that project gets to the end and the leader goes, what the hell? You know, yeah. this isn't even close to what I was wanting. Well, and that's where the leader has to be has to be accountable to to hold. You know, getting back to the accountability side of this, to hold that that person or that team accountable and check in. You can't well, just you can't just send somebody on a, on a mission and hope and pray that that they end up where you want them to in six months' time. You've got to not to be overbearing, but you have to make sure that the the bumpers are up on the. Bowling alley on the like, bowling alley. Yeah, when you're a kid, <laughs> hopefully everybody understands that, so it doesn't go in the gutter. You have to you have to guide them along to make sure that that what you're going to get because this is where the leverage comes into place. Your leverage is in checking every now and again to make sure there there are necessary course corrections. Right. You're not you're not doing the work, and you can you can multi you can multi task. I don't like the word multitask really anymore. Um, but you can, it's not, it's, it's, it, you really it's, can't do it's it. It's impossible, right? Um, yeah. so, but the thing is you can, you can go to multiple project teams, course correct, and then have, you know, 10 times the amount of work be completed that you could do yourself because you've been able to provide direction, provide guidance on multiple teams, and then manage the outcome so that you're, you're satisfied and your organization is satisfied when the project is done. So we've talked about the first half of this session. We've talked about uh, communication, and you've kind of started us on the path there of the second half of this, which is accountability. Um, I think accountability is where your success is at. Every environment, every culture needs a level of accountability. Because, again, going back to your comment earlier, people are people. Mm -hmm. And without some sort of accountability... We go. We tend to. We tend to go off the rails. Chaos is much more natural and much more easier for human beings than structure. <laughs> it is. Chaos is simple. Structure is hard. Yes, structure is yeah. hard. That's right. And and people and so, people will, will will do what they think. But for the most part, I I kind of hate to say that because I do believe most people are are. Overachievers, I, I, and, I think, they, and they always have good intentions. Good intentions, yeah. but that's true. That's true. Something that's not clear will drag those intentions down into the lowest common denominator. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I think accountability is the second half of this, and the, and what we mean by accountability is is the fact of having a leader, employee, or associate uh, two way communication. And that's why we talked about communication first in this aspect, because accountability is all about the communication part of it. So how do you deliver the information? Then once you deliver that information, 
how do you and the employee hold themselves accountable to being successful at completing something? I mean, it's, it's, it's being true to your word. I mean, if you agree to do something, you know, on both sides, and I would say it's, it's accountability is across functionality and across peer groups. Um, you should be, and we use the term accountability and holding people accountable for really doing their job, what they're, what they're supposed to be doing at that time. Uh, I think, I, I think the thing, the thing that, that has caused accountability to get a, a sour taste in people's mouth is that is that if if something if something falls off of the task list and it isn't checked you know it isn't it isn't really needed or it, or or the the person that was expecting that to be done doesn't come back and say hey well where is this part well then people think all right well that really wasn't important anyway so you know how much more of what i'm supposed to be doing is not that important i'm going to get what i perceive to be the important things done Right, but the culture that you need to to encourage is cultivate. yeah cultivate very good is to have the tasks have them understood and have them be done to the quality and the schedule that is expected and that's right. where and that's where either the leader or the person expecting the, the the output that's where that person has to not be passive in just expecting it to come whenever it comes but to like we talked about, check on it, course correct, guide. And then and then if it doesn't come, talk to the person about, hey, you committed to this and you didn't have it done. What ha- what happened? How can we prevent this from happening again? So I think doing that, uh, I think a key component of that is making sure that you build trust because wow. accountability goes both ways. Yes. You know, you you as the employee have got to hold your leader accountable, making sure that they're explaining what they need, that they're they're going in a direction that makes sense to you. And then you as a leader have to make sure that um, where you're going, people are following, mm-hmm. you know, and people are, are driving that direction. So I think the big key, key word there is you've got to build trust to make that happen. You know, right. so, you know, making building that trust is 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 very important. You know, the other thing um, that's very important and really it's kind of the heart of accountability and that is the goals. Mm-hmm. What what are the meaningful goals that can be measured to make sure that this this activity or this action is going to be successful and that it's completed correctly, completed on time, if time is important, um, things like that. So I think so, having a goal is important, right? And that and that circles back around to communicating and what we talked about last week is the mission, vision, and values. So so if everyone is well understanding of what the ultimate goal is and they understand the realm in which they work to get their part of the the process complete i mean that's that's where the the leader the manager and right now i'm using them inter- interchangeably that's where that person knows that they've got a well-oiled machine if people understand the sphere in which they work and how their sphere fits into the overall process and you have to be consistent too. You can't mm-hmm. hold one account, one person accountable, and not hold somebody else yeah. not accountable. Uh, in the fact that that that's actually worse. Yeah. If you're yeah. not consistent across the organization, so you have to be consistent on on holding everybody accountable to the to the to 
you know, where you're going or what the process is. Right. And so, you know, you talked a little bit before about practicing, practicing communication. You need to practice your, your accountability language. Right. And you don't want to be threatening. You want to ask questions and you want to talk about how the process didn't work based on what was agreed to. How do we as a team work to ensure that the next time we've got a project or the next thing that has to be done is done according to the schedule and the quality expected? Well, and ultimately what this leads to, what, what good communication and accountability leads to is what uh, is the buzzword of high-performance teams. You know, you're getting into that whole scenario of having empowered employees, mm-hmm. high-performance teams, uh, you know, leadership that's fostering uh, good levels of uh, accountability and trust. And so I think that by starting off in this area, you're baby-stepping towards ultimately that situation. Now, it takes a lot of time, mm-hmm. a lot of effort, a lot of consistency, but that's ultimately where you're going with this. Right. These are building blocks, the foundation. Yeah, these are these are foundational building blocks. So um, um, I think that, that uh, is there anything else you think we should cover on communication and accountability? No, I think, okay. yeah, I think we've got it covered. I mean, we could beat the, the horse to death, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't need to. Yeah, we try not to beat horses to death. Uh, I know. Yeah. Get on to you in California about that all over me. Yeah, I don't really mean it. Figure of speech. That's right. (laughs) Beating a dead horse. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, I think in summarizing this, I think that the reason we talk about this now is due to the fact, like Sean said earlier, that uh, um, this is a great lead-in from our mission and vision and values. So when somebody is starting to develop an organization or is starting to build a new culture, new organization. Uh, This is kind of the second piece to the puzzle is starting to work on communication and accountability. So if you had a clean slate, we would say start with your, your mission and your vision and your core values, and then roll right into how do you start building good communication and, and accountability, you know, and, and you would be well on your way towards creating an environment that is uh, a great place to work and a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. Well, with that, why don't we go ahead and wrap up, and we will uh, come back to everybody again next week. So, Sean, why don't you take care, and uh, hopefully you'll... Oh, I'm kinda- fine. <laughs> <laughs> get this sniffling thing fixed (laughs) yeah right good i hope you enjoyed this episode of man versus business please note that neither sean nor myself are business consultants we just have a strong passion for discussing all things business please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts our business ventures and our blog And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.